I would have been like, I would have just put what? Question mark? Uh, what question mark? And then it would just be like, oh, and just like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was thought I was texting my mom. Uh, I didn't make, you do just something like that. And then she would have given you all the information. Then act like, of course I know. Have you ever done this? Have like, have you ever actually pulled that like, oh, no. wrong test message? <laughs> exactly. No, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't forget the plans I made just that Wednesday. <laughs> It was five. It was Saturday, not Wednesday. So this is six days ago or five days ago. I don't even know what so time it is anymore. It's, it, yeah, but I would. Uh, so I wouldn't encounter this, Aaron. This is a very use specific problem. Very yeah. use specific problem. But, I, I'm, I'm, but I'm excited person. for you. This is an exciting adventure. I literally it's a, have a great mystery. I'm trying to plan an outfit where I can play it off like super casual or wedding. I'm trying to find the in between the two, and it's just causing a lot of anxiety. Like this is like what I didn't. Like, yes, I'm glad, like, pandemic's over and all that stuff, and we can start doing stuff, but, like, these are the social situations that I don't miss at all. Like, I, like, I, yeah. I don't appreciate this. So yeah. I'm just... Well, honestly, I feel like going there with an, uh, an outfit choice that's uh, changeable, mm-hmm. like like something that look more casual looking, and then put a cardigan over it so it looks a little more formal, then when you get there, they're like, oh, it's not that, take off the cardigan. Now you're back to being a hanging out kid. The worst part is I know like her and like one other person like theoretically. So like I don't even know who to like really talk like like who to even go to like about this like whatever. And, like wow. it's just there's no recourse. I'm just what an exciting adventure. In. What an exciting it's, adventure. And what what great way to start off this podcast. This is lifestyles <laughs> of the rich and dead, where we not only talk about the dead celebrity gossip, but we also bring up uh, be- uh wonderful slices of life. Mm. Uh, like like we're like a family circle. Remember remember family circle the uh, car- a comic book. The Family comic? circus? Family circus. What did I say? Circle. Oh my god. How do I know that? You don't. <laughs> You're the comedy one, right? <laughs> it's a cartoon, all right? It's um, a, it's a, it was a, a laugh comic. riot. That's what it was. It was uh, a laugh riot. But we're know. just like Family Circus. We're just like Family Circus. Uh, my, my name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with Aaron Coyle. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm doing great. I'm anxious and ready to go here. At Excellent. Least, Excellent. I'm well dressed for this scenario. At least I have this outfit down. I you have this that. outfit down. I'm we don't have to, to worry about. We don't have to worry about the wedding slash birthday party slash. Do I bring a present? Do I bring a present? Like, oh my god! Uh, oh, Jesus. Well, bring a check. Bring a check, check? and a card. Who brings a check? What am I like? Fifty? Like about to drop it off? At like, am I going to go talk <laughs> okay, to the bank gift teller? Card. What would you? Whatever you want. You bring bring like a balloon with nothing on it. <laughs> I should just do that. I should just bring a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> you bring, yeah, that's very funny. You Congratulations funny. on your oh, bring life a, event. Oh, bring a potted plant. Ooh, that's true. I'm a plant person. No, who says no to a plant? Everyone likes having plants. Oh, a potted plant would be perfect. A potted plant. But uh, well, let's let's get to the show. This is Lifestyles of the Rich and Dead, where we talk about <laughs> dead celebrity gossip. We we judge the dead people, so you don't have to. Yeah. So you don't have to. And trust me, we've all wanted to. Come on, who's walked walked by a cemetery, not thought to themselves like, "Oh, there's some dirt in those graves right there." Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we said when we're walking <laughs> through the cemetery. That makes that's where that saying comes from. That's where that really? saying comes from. There's a lot yeah. of dirt in that grave. <laughs> you know that old chestnut. Um, but uh, we're. we're <laughs> we're we're talking about we're, we we talk about the dead celebrities because their their story's over their story's over we don't need to the they can't closed. change it there's no new chapters there's not there's nothing it's sealed shut yeah. and we're here to kind of like see what's got lost in between the pages so maybe some were mm-hmm. torn out maybe some dirt was smudged in there we don't know we're gonna figure it out yeah exactly or we're gonna try exactly. to we're not really gonna be as thorough as we should be but well well, well, to, we'll to that point. Uh, to to that point, Aaron. Uh, last week we changed our format a little bit. Uh, rather than do the research beforehand uh, with any pre-production or preparation, you know what we we because like we're getting a lot of flack, Aaron. I don't know if you know this. We're getting a lot of flack for coming at people that are dead. Oh, yeah. uh, and I want to say, like they're they're thinking that we're getting fake news, nonsense news. We're not saying our sources. That's why we changed our format where we're doing all the work for this podcast. We're going to research it right in front of you, right, Aaron? It's we're doing it live. That's like the best thing to do, right? Like we're we're, we're off the cuff people. We're we we're shoot by we shoot from the people. hip, like you know, like we're just we're letting it fly here. That's so, the best way to put it. Off the cuff people. And most importantly, okay. we are not culpable for anything we say. No. no oh yeah, that's another thing. This yeah. is all. This is we we we're 
gossipers. We're yeah. rumor mongers, and that's inherently protected First Amendment speech. Uh, uh, that's just so the law. We, I mean, that's just it's the just law. the law. Uh, and so, uh, we, and Aaron and I are bringing two dead people to the table, and we're going to decide right now who who's going to be who we're going to talk about today. Uh, do you want to go first, Aaron, or should I? I'll go first. Um, not. I'm mildly intrigued by this person. I think there might be some stuff for us to look at. So um, I think this is a name that we have once or twice talked about maybe doing, but I want to bring to the table Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix, a long time, like, you know, musicianer, like, partier, like, uh, like, you know, has had definitely a colorful life. I think I heard a story about him playing a concert with, like, LSD and a headband and stuff like uh, stuff like that happening. So I feel like there's got to be some fun drug stars or some, some like, kind of, like, mishaps and wacky adventures that he got himself into. So I, I think that should be a fun one to mine. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix is fun and all. Oh, uh, okay. I think it's a fun one. But I have one that's probably going to blow your socks off. And I think we're both going to want to do this I'm not one. wearing socks, to be clear. Steve Irwin. Uh, oh, you're right. The crocodile hunter. <laughs> when you're uh, right, you're right. <laughs> although, I love no, the, I love no, the idea. No, no, no. There's no although. This is a pretty great one. I just think he's probably vanilla. I feel like he's got to be like the super wholesome guy that there's not a lot of dirt but, there. Uh, honestly, honestly, the fact that I have no idea is pretty <laughs> exciting. And also, uh, also the fact because he could be anything. I do. I, I have heard he's a good guy, but I do remember that scene of him when I was a kid. Uh, I remember seeing on all the uh, uh, gossip sites or web uh, shows him grabbing his baby and walking up to the alligator like playfully. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> he's probably just like, not oh, good. You, you got you got to teach him not to be afraid. You got to teach him not to be afraid at a young age. You should just shelve that Australian accent. <laughs> what, you don't like this one? It's pretty good, I think so. It almost sounds like a little bit more British old-timey, like kind of like uh, like, uh, like like little Tim or Oi. tiny Tim. Oh, how about this? Oi, I'm looking for Star Wars Phantom Menace. <laughs> that almost sounds a little bit New Zealander, kind of like uh, like Riz Darby from Flight of the Concords or whatever. That's the same thing. I'm close enough right there. Yeah, that's pretty close. Are away. Yeah, it's better that's than mine. Close. I'm not even going to try, but yeah. It's better than... A, come, come on. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm close Wait, to that. So, so you have so no I, no interest in Jimmy. You're you're out on I, it holy. I, I have interest in Jimmy, but I have a lot more interest in Steve Irwin. Uh, for the freshness of Steve Irwin, he's a newer personality with during the internet age. There's a video of him, a lot more of it. So I'm sure some things got spilled out. I feel like Jimmy is a good pick. Not to because I know we picked Walt Disney last week. And that was my pick, and it was it a was. really good pick. You're against your what Leonardo Vinci? Who's still a solid pick? I'm just gonna Yo, die on Da Vinci. Jimmy Hill. Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix is a good pick. But I just happened to accidentally pick a better one. <laughs> Steve Irwin. See, I... You're an Animal Planet person. You were a Steve Irwin person, I do. You? And, like, I'm not going to you. I am slightly more in your favor. The only thing I was going to say is that, like, part of me wants to let the dice decide again. And let, like, let, like, let, like, we both... I hate like, the dice. I why hate, do you hate we dice? We could be grown-ups. We should have done Leonardo da Vinci last week. I conceded. You did? I forgot. Yeah, I said, I listened to the podcast again, and I'm just like, no, 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 no. You're like, no, 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 the koi. <laughs> I like random odds. Fate and destiny has to decide some I, things. I think we have to be, we have to make a strong decision here, Aaron. Our our listeners demand it. Are we going to pick Steve Irwin or Jimi Hendrix? I'm voting Steve Irwin, but if you pick Jimi Hendrix, I'll concede. Really? So that's like, that's like interesting so no matter who i vote for so i'm just saying i have the pick your vote doesn't yeah. matter then essentially well because i picked walt disney we picked walt disney last week <sighs> let's go let's go on an animal expedition let's go through oh, let's go steve's so life kind. let's go thank through you Steve's so life. much one of what it was just i didn't even mean to i was gonna pick albert einstein oh, and that, and that would have like, jimmy would, jimmy would have won. Won. won i was gonna say won. jimmy would have been the yeah, better but course, uh, yeah. but the fact that I just happened to like search famous dead people <laughs> and came up with Steve Irwin. That's your go to search or whatever? Yeah, I do a very simple search, which seems to give me the best answers, honestly. Um, um. Steve Irwin. Let's talk about Steve Irwin a little bit. Uh, born Stephen Robert Irwin, uh, February 22nd, 1962, and he died September 2006. His name was, uh, the nickname was Crocodile Hunter, mm -hmm. was an Australian zookeeper, television personality, wildlife expert, environmentalist, and cons uh, conservationist. 
uh, and he's uh, Australian in nationality. Um, and yeah, he had a TV show, and he famously died. Uh, be, uh, right? I think filming for a show, yeah. uh, a stingray uh, barb stabbed him through the chest, and he immediately like pulled it out. Uh, apparently, there was footage of it that we'll never see the light of day. Sure, because that's gruesome. Uh, but like, yeah, pretty gruesome. And uh, would you so, watch it? Yeah. If someone someone said I have the video, Steve or one getting like you know like you know with the the fatal like poke or whatever, would you watch it? God, maybe. <laughs> right, like I want to see him a good enough person that'll be like, no, of course not, but like. I think twice. About I would. It. I. I would. Yeah. I would. I want to see what the human experiences, and right. I'm a curiosity cat. Um. Well, I. The amount of times I've seen JFK's head explode. I regret. Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah. I've. I've, I've, studied it. I've stared at it, and I've seen the horror on Jackie O's face so many times. <laughs> okay, I've got some stuff already for Steve Irwin here queued up, so I'm oh. going to go into a little bit of a thing here. Okay. There is apparently one animal that he was afraid of, did not care for, was against. And so let me read you this quote. Um, Steve has got on record multiple times saying that this animal is the only animal he's not fully comfortable with. Once stating that they almost tore his nose off. He suffered multiple other bites, some being quite serious because of this animal. He even went so far as referred to this animal as his kryptonite. And here's a quote. Uh, the only animals I'm not comfortable with are blank, but I'm learning to as I go. I'm getting better and better at them. I really am. So this you is so. Tell me. This is something he was working to towards, me. or whatever. Like this was like a big mental block for him. The crocodile hunter, the guy messing around with crocs and like getting into it. Give me a guess. Give me at least one guess. I can't give you a guess. I can't give you a guess because any <laughs> guess I would give would be absurd. <laughs> he was apparently terribly afraid of parrots. He could not go near them. Like little, like, you know, like the parasites oh, squawk very... at you. You're like, oh, like they could say like simple phrases. Like it's just, uh, yeah, that's definitely a, afraid of parrots. Go figure. That's very funny. That's a very funny thing for Steve with the crocodile hunter. Literally put his head like in crocodile's jaws and he's afraid of like the little, like, you know, Jafar flying <laughs> around. No, but hold on. Do you? Hold on. Sometimes the enemy uh, that's scariest is the one you can't see. <laughs> and uh, like you could see an alligator, you could see one, but flappy birds, yeah, flappy birds that you can't really grab a hold of. They're they're you they can grab different... them though. They're they're not like kind of like hummingbirds, which are going like, bzoo, 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 all over the place. Parrots, I feel like you could grab and they're, knock down. Their beaks are meant for fingers. They're they're like they're just like that's what they're they're shaped for. So just punch them if you have to. I'm not endorsing punching parrots. I'm not endorsing that. I'm very saying... interesting take. Very interesting take. <laughs> if a parrot attacks you, you very should be able take. to punch it theoretically. Punch. Punch parrots. Punching parrots. Yeah. Uh, that would honestly like... make a great punk band. Punching parrots. <laughs> Punching parrots. I would buy that t-shirt. Honestly. Right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> get that down. Punching parrots. Oh, the Punching... logo of that yeah. too would be great. Like, like, the, like. oh, if I could get like we a boxing F glove plus... on a parrot. We have F plus and Punching Parrots. F plus. Um... Oh, that's right. Yeah, the great, which should exist for the record. Um, let, oh, no. There? Oh, boy. What? what? What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> I got a great website. I don't know. But like, um. Steve Irwin apparently faced an investigation from child services in 2004. Uh, oh, sure. This is the one I was talking about. Yeah, while holding his infant son, was seen feeding chicken to Murray the crocodile while holding his infant. So apparently he was feeding chicken and had his son in one hand, was just tossing chicken bits to hungry crocodiles with the other one. Uh, uh, so there's also a photo with his daughter, Bindi, holding a snake. Oh, so he could put a snake in his daughter's hands. Like, look, I get it. The dude loves animals, wants to be around him. But, like, these are wild, dangerous animals on some level. And, you know, his kids are just kids. They're not trained animal, like, wildlife, whatever. So I get making them comfortable, but, like... You know, I would disagree with you, uh, if I may. That, he, like, he, he had this special interaction with them where he was almost able to communicate with them in the way that you would uh, a dog that you grew up with. And so maybe he was just trying to instill that nature. This would all be reasonable for me to say, had he not been killed. Right. That's the important context. Like, that's like the, like, actually, it's like that, that's the only, that's the only thing that, you he know, was murdered by yeah, like an was, innocuous animal. Yeah, by something that he thought was going to be fine. Which um, again, if you're an adult, you're an 18 plus like animal wrangler. You knew the risk. That's fine. You can't do that to your kids though. Like, can't you do know, it to your kids. I no. uh, can't do it to your kids. Uh, who did it to them kids? Well, I'm trying to think of all those people that we researched and see if 
anyone else push their kids into the life, but I can't remember any of that, right? Uh, I mean... We haven't uh, dealt with too many bad parents. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, well... Ooh. I guess, uh, what's it called? Beethoven was the guy who sued for custody. Uh, like, uh, uncle. uncle. Good I uncle. I was going to say, he was... Good, uh, no, overprotect- terrible uncle. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, terrible uncle. <laughs> Go check out uh, our archives, Beethoven, before we made the switch to this new dynamic format. Yeah. Uh, I got some facts for you. What you got? I got some facts. Uh, uh, Steve Irwin grew up at a zoo. Uh, really? which was, uh, yeah, in the Queensland, Australia. Uh, a lot. and, uh, th- then he met his wife at the Australia Zoo. Now this is interesting. The first episode of Crocodile, a Crocodile Hunter was show. filmed during Steve and Terry Irwin's honeymoon. Well, I feel a little bad for like, like, I don't know. Like that seems a little workaholic-ish. You're bringing, you're shooting your show on your honeymoon. Like, I mean, I've never been on a honeymoon, but I feel like something should be, you know, Maybe just meant for the couple and not for the the greater world audience. I don't know. Well, I think she was into animals too. She, she was, was the, animals I too. guess once again, it was their life's work and stuff like that. So like, if that's, if she was down for it or whatever, then like, fine. I don't know the context of it, but like on the surface level, the idea of shooting a pilot while on your honeymoon is a little like eyebrow worthy, right? Eyebrow raising worthy? No, I like eyebrow worthy. We have uh, dirt in the grave and eyebrow worthy. Oh, yeah. dirt, uh, dirt in the grave. I forgot to write that down. Very good. Dirt in the grave. Uh, oh, here's another one. He believed his enthusiasm was the key to the crocodile hunter success. And that's a fact. That's it's true. A- I mean, yeah, no one else was like, oh, like, here's this animal. Like, I'm here to see him say crocky and jump into like some stuff, get into crikey, stuff. There's a real big beast he- I can tackle. <laughs> there's like a, there's a uh, momentum. There's like a force going on with him. He's like, it's magnetic. That's what it is. It's a and- dog's energy. It's yeah. a very much he like is- a dog's energy. He is hey, like look, a it's a, it's a croc next to a toad. Let's go rass. <laughs> that was actually the uh, South Park bit, which was very fun. Do you remember I didn't that? really enjoy that. I really did enjoy that. Um, All right, now I'm gonna stick my thumb up its butthole. <laughs> and that was the whole thing <laughs> that he's trying to stick his thumb up the animal's butthole uh, because he's aggravating them. Um, oh my god! Um, so he never took himself too seriously as like a thing, but like, um, uh, and yet he, he was quoted saying he turned criticism into a joke that he was on and he's like and yet back here in my own country some people find me a bit embarrassing you know there's this kind of cringe you know is it a cultural cringe so like i kind of feel kind of bad like the australian oh, people were embarrassed by him he seems like a delight I get it. Look, I would... because i get it i get it because you're being the stereotype of your people uh, you're kind of you're feeding into it it's like it's imagined like uh, uh some he, guy in the is US he like the Jerry uh, Jerry Lewis was criticized by the American people when he went to France, and he's just being an idiot American. Huh. Okay, I guess I could, but like I don't know. Like I don't feel like we it's have like any a, right uh, to like, a be mad about it. a Russian guy coming over here just being like, "I drink vodka and I." Uh, uh, what it, like what about like in real Soviet Russia? Boris Korolev. Yeah. Uh, uh, Boris uh, Yelnit. What's his yeah. name? Boris, I like, I don't know, but again, Soviet Russia rode oh. for you. He was like, the yeah, team. exactly. They probably hate his fucking guts <laughs> over there, and he's just being a regular guy. He has an accent. He's just making jokes about it because he's he's trying to make a living. He's trying but to make like, a living. I, but like, I feel like in Boris's case, he was like taking like being Russian, like making he was making being Russia like kind of like a joke or whatever. Boris, like Steve Irwin, I feel like he was doing it as a way to make it approachable and make like, oh, check out these cool animals, and maybe we could do some like animal conservancy at the same time, um, like and stuff imagine, like that. Imagine, imagine, imagine every every single American tourist you meet coming into Australia. It's just like Crocky, look at that. <laughs> Crocky! Oh wow, Crocky! Like they hate him. <laughs> I would actually they hate him so much. Honestly, this makes like, a lot of sense. Yeah, this makes I, a lot of sense that he's a big villain in there. He seems like such a like a, like an innocent guy, but like I can imagine just being Australian if like that's my reputation. Like hearing people yell Crocky at me if I ever went abroad and stuff like that. Like that would probably get old pretty soon. But like once again, it's not like he was turning being Australian into a joke. It was just like he was being an amped up version of himself. For a purpose for the animals, which I don't know for certain. I have no idea if that was his motivation or or whatever. I'm just assuming that at least it had to be so, at least part of the equation or whatever. Like, I just think he's a little bit better than Boris because Boris was literally making Russia the butt of the jokes. Boris, I don't I, think that was his intent. I don't think that was his intent. I think you're being nice. I think you really like Steve Irwin and you would hate to think of him as a bad stereotype for the people of Australia. I get that. 
but I could also imagine the opposite of people being like, I'm tired of being lumped in with this loud animal harassing idiot. I was actually just, uh, but I, I like Steve Irwin. I'm not trying to say he's an idiot or uh, he's harassing animals. PETA is though. Oh, I saw that bit. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you tee that up there? Apparently on the 57th uh, birthday, Google honored him on their homepage or something along those lines. And then PETA went into this scathing thing, uh, a, a Twitter rant saying, uh, Steve Irwin was killed while harassing a ray. He dangled his baby while feeding a crocodile and wrestled wild animals who were minding their own business. Today's Google Doodle sends a dangerous, fawning message. Wild animals are entitled to be left alone in their natural habitats. Could, the, uh, then he, they just go on. They just go on just saying how bad he was. And then a huge backlash on Twitter uh, against PETA defending him, uh, especially uh, the day that he died. That was pretty, oh, not a birthday. But um, still, like, I mean, like, I don't know much about PETA outside of the fact that I feel like they're the ones who are like, take it to the nth degree, like kind of people. They're like, kind of like, they're the, like, like say like vegans who make you know they're a vegan, like how vegan they are. Like, oh, like, oh, if you're like, if you're a part of PETA, I feel like you're going to make everyone in your known universe know that you're a part of PETA, like more or less. They seem like the obnoxious, like mm-hmm. to the nth, like overkill kind of animal protection. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. PETA, they also have some shady shit. Uh, really? PETA, like, like uh, they kill a lot of animals. Get out of here. I thought they were... Uh-huh. That was euthanized. They euthanize a lot of animals, I believe. That's really kind of uh, horrible. And, and uh, that's actually was something that they were talking about. I don't know all the answers, but they sound off. Send us an email if you actually know what PETA's doing. Yeah, but uh, in the the, twi- uh, the tweets back at PETA is like, Steve Irwin didn't have a kill rate of over 80%. You do. He didn't donate 70000 to a convicted arsonist. You did. And he wasn't in bed with eco-terrorist networks. Again, you. His passion was animal conservation. Yours is profit. Wow. Oh, Very stop. scathing. Boom, boom, Very boom. scathing. I like that. Good job. And the, a lot of job. great memes. A lot of great memes attacking PETA. I mean, the, it's like kind of an easy target. Once again, I don't think anyone can argue against like, the idea of like, oh, like animal conservation, doing good stuff for animals and stuff like that. But like, yeah, like nobody wants to be part of PETA. Nobody does. Um, nobody wants that. So it seems like a, there's not a lot of bad things about him. He seems like a pretty good guy. Yeah, like there's some controversy about like how he liked to keep like wild like animals like in like zoos. So like he was like like these like dangerous animals, but like like so like um he tried to create like nice zoos, but like I feel like people were pushing back saying like these are animals meant to be in the wild, not like meant to be in captivity. And like if you bring like a dangerous animal like a croc and put him in a cage or whatever, like apparently you can never you know re-release them. You can't put him back into the wild once they've mm-hmm. been like kind of domesticated. So like there's some pushback. On on that i get that like look i think that uh, yes it's a better idea to have animals in the wild but like i don't think that this was like spy like any like this was not like a malicious profiteering kind of like you know scheme on his part i think he genuinely loved the creatures and wanted to bring them to people in order to foster a better understanding of them and then theoretically that could create a better environment for them in the world like and that might be me being glass half full on him or whatever but like I, he just and, doesn't seem like the kind of guy that'd be like rubbing his hands <laughs> together, be like, let me get as many crocs into the zoo as possible to get as many tickets mm-hmm. out of the kids kind of a person. And he only knew with the information that science had at the time and the impact on people going through the forest and interacting with these animals wasn't yet known because it's still pretty new. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he couldn't have known that the, well, the effects of what his interaction with these animals would be. Unless someone did a study, which they eventually did. Uh, they Because there was no reaction to him when he was around, right? No, not the, like, like when it he was It all came a, out afterwards. I think so. Once again, like, based on the very non-existent research, I'm going to officially weigh here with my opinion and say, no, I think that it was only happening post-fact. I uh, think as a, since we're rumor mongers, uh, we can say that for a definitive fact that it was only post-mortem that any backlash came out. Um, and I'm not finding much else. I'm finding untold truth of Steve Irwin. Um, yeah like there's like some stuff like it's mostly like good stuff like oh by the way his kids are adorable i think it's like uh brandy and uh uh oh bindi and his and robert they're both like super into animal conservancy like his dad the the son looks just like him too like so like it's like it's kind of nice to see like oh like the Irwin family there's a new generation of steer for when kind of doing their thing and stuff like that it's, it's kind of adorable that's cute right like you know like it's like a it's a legacy and they're like for all like like it seems like i don't know i get that like it would people would be mad by like crikey to be a little bit cringy but like i feel like from what i'm getting like people still generally like liked and respected him like i mean like i feel like how could you not like he's he's the adorable like you know crocodile guy um, yeah adorable crocodile guy he discovered a butt breathing turtle that bears his name <laughs> a butt breathing turtle 
Yeah, there's a the turtle that breathes from the butt. And it's called a uh, cloacal respirator or something like that. But it's called an Irwini, Elisa Irwini, uh, which is a very fun uh, uh, name. Okay, here's a good one. Uh, Even though he was known to wrestle crocodiles on the regular, Irwin has said on the record that this was the scariest moment in his life. And it does not involve a parrot, to be clear. Uh, The scariest non-parrot moment of his life. What do you think Steve Irwin would classify it as? Uh, Skydiving. That's actually a good one. That he doesn't seem like he would be uh, a skydiver, whatever. Yeah. I, I'd imagine him being afraid of heights. I feel like that would be his a kryptonite: birds and heights, because he's a very groundy guy, right? He is. He's down there. He's wrestling he's, in the mud. He's like getting into it with crocodiles and stuff. I'd imagine if he were a Pokemon, he'd be a ground type Pokemon. I like and he that. Would be, and he would be affected by air types. Like he couldn't. He couldn't handle. He's like a sand shrew. Yeah. He's a sand shrew. He really is like like because he's always wearing that kind of like the like, beigeish kind of like whatever mm-hmm. like kind of like get up or whatever mm-hmm. like uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of like him. Oh, I like that. I like that. I think that I like makes that sense. But uh, yeah, I'd imagine that. But what is his uh, death-defying experience? Oh, it's not death-defying. It's just what he considers his scariest moment. It was getting married. He's a big softy like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> I set that up, but I swished it right <laughs> on down. It. I got you it. You I really got did. It. He's afraid of birds and commitment. That's um, what Steve Irwin's afraid of. I, I got some other random fun facts here. Apparently, loved mixed martial arts. Um, he trained with professionals, uh, some of the best MMA fighters in the world. He trained with them, and he knew how to do it. So, like, if push comes to shove, if he actually did get into a wrestling match with the Croc, like, here's a decent chance he's coming out on top. So, like, maybe that's why he wasn't afraid to mix it up with them, because he's like, yo, I'll beat the shit out of them if they ever kind of step out of line. I could imagine Steve Irwin could kick a lot of butts. I would love to have Steve Irwin on my team in a barroom brawl. Oh my god, that guy would just like get like jump on people's he back. Would... No fear at all. Like yeah, yeah. And he, I'd imagine he'd still be wearing like the same outfit with the boots, with the thigh, the like the high socks. Mm-hmm. Um, he just seems like a real a butt kicker, a real <laughs> butt kicker. Um, who do you think would win in a fight, uh, him or Hugh Jackman? Him. Or the Wolverine himself. I was wait. So we're no, just... no, no, not Wolverine. Let's not get crazy. Hugh Jackman, pleasant dancing Hugh Jackman. He's a dancer. Yeah, he's a really good dancer. Get out of here! I guess I can see that. I know he would like. I think that's a song. He's a, song, he a, he's a song and dance man. He's like a Broadway guy. Then I'm going Steve Irwin. I'm sorry. No offense to what? What? Like you wouldn't take the the guy, the crocodile wrangler, who's a, no, trained with professional MMA people. Why Hugh Jackman too? Would Why would take... that be the cop? Uh, because I thought, like, he kind of resembled Wolverine, Steve Irwin. Mm. Kind of looks like a friendly Wolverine. Like, like short if, and stocky. Now, and if you're ground. telling me he, if you're, it's like, okay, tell you what. What if he was facing an actual crocodile? If you think one-on-one, not in a swamp, a regular-sized crocodile, and both of them were like, yo, one of you has to die here, the other one gets out. Do you think he could actually take a crocodile in a fight? Oh, yeah. One-on-one. He knows the tricks. He knows the tricks. Okay, you know, question. A, a crocodile hasn't studied humans their entire life. That's true. He knows it. Okay, better question then. How many crocodiles could he kill before he would be taken down? Like, how many do you think he could take? Like, whatever. Are we talking to like... Are these one of... Is it like gauntlet style? Fight one, when it's killed, he gets another one? Or are they fa- coming out all at once? To be fair for him, it's gauntlet style. Because if it was like five of them, they would just grab it in the back, boom, because, it would be done deal. Yeah, that would because be Because no, he wouldn't kill any. They, they, he wouldn't kill any. Uh, but if it's gauntlet style... Baker's dozen. I was gonna say at least ten. He's got stamina in him. He's got the technique. Eventually, something might get nicked, and it'll slow him down. And yeah, stuff like that. I'm imagining there's gonna be some like you know close call. He's gonna get make some accidents. He's gonna make some mistakes. But he knows how to cut and move, and he also knows that pr- pressure point on the the croc's skull that mm-hmm. when he pushes in, he causes them blindness, which is good. Uh, I'd imagine that he has a lot of tricks like that. He knows how to suffocate them, get them on their belly. Did you know that? On their That's back. What you're supposed to do? You get them on the back, and then they they don't they die. Isn't that what happens? Or is that sharks? That's sharks. So they can't like 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 yeah. That's definitely sharks. If they flip upside down, then they're fucked. Then they're dead. Yeah. Something well, like I knew that. I know that crocs have a soft belly. So you get them on their back, and you're like, I don't know, tickle the belly or something. Uh, but that's how you get. That's how you get crocs. I'd imagine. Um, um, at the tender- I have uh, this one. He didn't carry, he refused to carry anti-venom, even though he was bit plenty of times. Jesus. That he sounds reckless. That, that just sounds reckless. He has some reasoning to it. Oh, he, he he's not afraid that, to die. No, no. 
<laughs> no, he's, he, he thinks that if he has it on him, it causes him to feel that, like, uh, almost like, oh, I might get bit. Oh, like, it's yeah, just I've been like, going um, in with attention. Like, it's like uh, almost... uh, people who um who like do like the um high wire at a circus. If you put the net under people who are doing the high wire act, it's like, oh, if I know it's there, then I won't be like as on my game. It. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so that's pretty interesting one. Did That's you pretty know- interesting. So maybe there's a reason he shouldn't help have kids. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, not, not have kids, but have his kids playing with the thing. Because that's... The, the kids don't understand that concept yet. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> if you're an adult, you should be able to make that decision. But once again, if you're involving your kid in it... Once again, the kids loved him. Like, nothing like that in tour. But, like, you shouldn't be putting them in those situations. You just shouldn't be. Like, I hate to be the adult in the room. The, the fear-mongering... This is hurting person. his grade. This is hurting his grade. A little bit. Uh, yeah, I was say not a lot, not a lot, but a little bit. I've got plenty of little fun facts. Otherwise, like at the tender age of six, he actually caught his first venomous snake. So like, dude was like putting himself his life in danger at the age of six years old. Age of six, if I saw a venomous snake, I am running for the fucking hills, like whatever. So um, yeah, dude clearly like followed his passion. He, so respect to he, that. Respect, mad respect. Uh, he wrestled a croc that was eating his friend. Get out of here! Actually, <sighs> save the friend. Yeah, yeah, he wrestled Wait, a croc, the a massive live? crocodile named Graham. Uh, he bitten him once, and he was uh, tearing him up. And then he, and then he comes in and and grabs it and stops the fight. Very good, very good job, Steve Irwin, saving yeah. saving that guy's it, life. It's just, um, it's just all like it's all just really good things like about him and stuff like that. Um, like, uh... oh, so on the day that he died, it was like he was shooting a documentary about the ocean's deadliest creatures. And then when there was a break in the filming, he went snorkeling to like uh, film some footage for his daughter, Bindi Sue's TV series. And that's when he came across the, the stingray or whatever. So like he was literally doing this deep dive, like, Oh, here are all these dangerous creatures. It's like, Oh, my little daughter wants to do this like fun little side project. I'm going to go snap some like random photos. And like, that's what gets him. Not the ocean's deadliest creatures. It really is just like, I don't know. Like it's like, um, uh, it's like Pat Oswalt's like late wife used to say, um, "It's life is all just chaos. You have to be kind to each other." Like no, like like the dude who is like the most professional like animal wrangler in the world gets taken out while doing like a fun little side project for his daughter. Like that's just like you know that would happen. Uh, it is that like, is, and it's also the only the third known fatal stingray attack in Australia in the last eighty years. Only three people in the last eighty years in Australia, where everything can kill you in Australia. And so that's the only the third time it's happened. It's just like go figure. That's just ro- that's just rotten, uh, rotten. The the universe just being cruel, cruel universe. Uh, one thing that I did find out that does give me alarm and may have me siding with Peta is that uh, Steve Irwin had a bizarre plan to save endangered animals Ooh. by what he called time capsule endangered animals, oh, where I don't he would like this. <laughs> basically take them all out of the wild and put them into these very ultra elaborate zoos. Ooh, yeah, so almost like a collector in the Marvel universe. Oh, uh, collect- wow. So he's he like wanted a- to give them a perfect environment so they never die. I mean, I get it's at it. Like, it's like, oh boy, this is like literally the start of like a bad like movie. Super it's like, villain. It's yeah, the super start villain. Of an accident. Like he's like a well-meaning person that accidentally starts a revolution of scary thought. Right. It's like, oh, humans, like they can't, like you know, they can't have free will. I know what's best for them. Let me just assume total control and like put them in my little world, and they can run about in their zoos and be happy and frolic in the fields all day. Uh-oh, yeah, this that's is a hurting little, his grade. That's like There's super villainy. That's that's, like, that's rough. That's a rough one, Steve. Um, we've he was up- also a supporter of acts like Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, and I know they don't have a great record either, do they? We like- should do one of them sometime. Oh, that which one did that? Like, it was Roy that died? Like, whatever? I think they're both dead now. Really? One of them got I killed think. by a tiger. Only one of them was mauled by the tiger. No, no, right? not killed by a tiger. Mauled by one. He died years later. As a result of the injuries, or no? Uh, he was just never the same. He couldn't walk or stuff like that. It was oh, just the complications, I think, of being older. Like, if you're in that position, say you dedicate your whole life to, like, and this is, like, because this is, like, a little bit separate from Steve because it was Stingrays, but, like, if you were, like, training with tigers your whole life, would you want to be killed by one? Is that, like, kind of poetic? It's like, you know what? If someone's going to take me out, it should be the tigers that I've worked with day in and day out. I don't want to be hit by a bus or something random or, like, a friggin' Stingray. Like, do you think Steve would rather be killed by a crocodile? Like, I'm saying, like, if you had your choice to be killed, like, and you're an animal tamer, wouldn't you want it to be the animal that you've worked with? I think he was pretty bummed when it was a stingray. Right? He'd be like, I think he was like, ah, oh, come on. This guy. And he knows the numbers. He yeah. knows the numbers. He's like, he would know that. I'm one of, I'm one of 
three. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like doing the math in his head as he's like, but any. Oh boy, he must have been real bummed. It'd be right funny if it was like a delayed like kind of thing. Is like, oh, you get the sting tape, like poison takes a couple of minutes or whatever. He's like on the back of the boat after it's happens. Like, what the hell, you guys? Come on! Like, no one else could have told me this thing was out. There. Like, oh, what the hell? Like, I would be. I feel like that would just be disappointing. It's like probably not as violent as getting killed by a croc or like a tiger or something like that. But like, at least like you have like this natural understanding with the animals. Like, so you know what? I had it coming. I poked a lot of crocodiles in my day. Odds are this is just like, you know, pen, like, you know, I had this coming back. I feel like, I don't know. I, wanna what, I think you made Wanna what the thing is, you have to build your own legend. If I were him in that moment, you know, several seconds left. Seconds sure. left. What do you have it? And I'm talking to the boat guy. I'm just like, hey, can you find a batch of Crocs and yeah. throw me in there? Just toss can me you in just there. Can you just throw me in there and then be like, ah, oh, man, finally got got by those Crocs. Because he did not want to be. Like, no offense to the Stingray. No. No offense I, I, to the Stingray. Stingrays are delightful this, creatures. I like them. I'm not trying to shit on Stingrays here, okay? They are the nerds of the sea. No one they wants look to like such, look. No offense, but they look like such losers. They look like a pancake with a tail. To be clear, I've swam with Stingrays, and I'm fine, okay? Like, they're oh, not... That's... Like, I'm willing and to get in the war with stingrays. You wouldn't be able to take a stingray. There's no chance that you'd be able to take a stingray. But the fact that you swam perfectly unscathed. Please, there is plenty of Crocodile hunter. No, and, and obviously, freak accident. Bless him and bless his soul. But come on. Come on. <laughs> come I mean, on. Like, like, uh, like getting killed by... Do you think dolphins kill people? I was going to say, like, what's another, like, innocent creature that, like, could kill people? Like, do you think dolphins, like, would actually hurt I'm people? I'm sure dolphins could fuck you up. I think they'd want to... I think they'd want to make sure that you're alive so you're... So you tell others, you know. They'd probably the beat story. you within an inch of your life. And you, then show up on shore and, like, tell your friends. Tell you know your they, friends. You know they actually murder the shit out of sharks? Dolphins will take them out. Like, they, like... How like, do they... They have no sharp... Because like, like they think they, they talk or like there's some sort of sonar or super high pitch where it like confuses the sharks. So like essentially they like disorient the sharks and then they just start headbutting the shit out of them. I feel like dolphins are known to be jerks to sharks like a big time. That's pretty funny. I know, That's right? Funny. Like the idea of like I a wish... speed shark is just like leave me alone for like fucking flipper. I wish there was like a shit dolphin that was popular <laughs> that we could talk about. Right. Honestly, we should not keep keep this close to animals Wait. too. Why? Like Flipper. Flipper. When Coco the Gorilla dies, we should do Coco. Who's Coco the Gorilla? Should I know Coco the Gorilla? The one Coco that does the sign language? Are you talking about... I mean, I know Harambe. I know Harambe died. No, but Coco the Gorilla does sign language. Coco... Coco has talked with Oh, I saw the movie Congo. Like, like when she had a glove and she could, like, talk or whatever. Like, oh, bad gorilla. Bad. No, no, no. This... When Robin Williams died, they told Coco. And Coco's just, like, sad. Sad forever. Because she met Robin Williams and they interacted and she remembered him. She had a pet that makes cat. Sense. She had, Coco a, pet had cat? A, pet, a pet cat that when she died, it crushed her. She's just like, sad forever. We should do Coco. Honestly, listen, don't look it up. Don't look it up. Is We're she alive? Coco. Is Coco the girl alive? No, Coco's dead. Coco's oh, she dead. died two years, three years ago. Oh, no. We could have a really great story on Coco the gorilla. But we have to, one of what we have to do before we start talking about next week's, so let's close out Steve Irwin. Okay, let's close I think close we've talked enough him. about him, right? I think there's no more dirt. I feel like we like, I feel like the real dirt is the child endangerment. I feel like at the end of the day, that's the biggest strike he has against him other than that he seems like a delightful human being is he a little bit embarrassing to australians a little bit cringy probably but at the end of the day he was doing good and he wasn't doing it for sole profit and he could have been uh well that's the thing it's like uh, you either live, live long either die a hero or live long enough to become a villain with him if he had the funds and he became that he might have become the mega villain and like tried to like you know put all the animals in this mega zoo, including humans. We don't know that. Even though he had uh, he had zoological god complex, I do feel that he didn't have that. I think he would have inspired the person that wanted to be we don't you know, the know Mussolini that. We don't, of oh. zookeepers. <laughs> uh, and so I think he would have inspired that probably because he was already old. He was in his fifties. Yeah. He'd already... He wasn't gonna go starting any big uh, uh, enterprise. We'd have to worry about those Richard Spencers of the world that see this like I could be a god uh... to animals, and then he jumps in because he was young then. He was like in his twenties then. He, the perfect time. But to he, be he had the reach though. People like like he had like the um like the appeal of a cult leader. Like if he if he like if Steve Irwin showed up on your door, it's like hey Red, get guess what? I need you to help me save some crocodiles in the outback. Are you in? You of course say yes, right? 
Sure, sure. Yeah, I would. Honestly, actually, <laughs> yeah. if we do a little bit of fanficking right now, imagine he didn't die, mm. but Donald Trump did that same year oh because they were on the same fame trajectory. Honestly, right, they were like, in the same time frame. They were all both well known. Imagine stars. if he just went super Republican. And then we had him uh, as president in 2016. And he was doing all the bad things, but it was in a delightful Australian accent. Uh, <laughs> and that energy, it would be a pretty... Honestly, it would have been a much easier four years. Would it have been, though? Because like, I feel like... Cause, like it would have. No, hold on. Before you even say anything. Say he has the exact same policies as Trump. It would have been better. <laughs> No, Steve no, it wouldn't have because like, yeah, it would have been great to have Steve Irwin do it like saying stuff or whatever, but like, I would have bought in. I think I would have been on board with oh, like man. tax cuts for the rich. That's actually, I guess that's so. Like if point. Steve that's Irwin is saying it, like. He would have pulled a lot of people <laughs> Oh with my, him. that's what I'm saying. He would have been Because Donald Trump's villain. fan base was already over there. Yeah. Donald Trump's fan base, but Steve Irwin, he really did accept he a lot of different He would have brought us all together. Like, oh my. I wouldn't have been able to say no to Steve Irwin. I don't think so. So like, you're saying we would have had a great four years. Yeah, but not like, it's like, sure, in our book, we were having oh. a great four years. Like, I would have been yeah. loving it. But I think I would have given away my rights. And I think we would have, like, I would have just gone to live in a zoo probably because he would have deemed would us have been... all, like, yeah, like, he would have, like, he would have enslaved the human race. I think if he said... If he knew best for me, I mean, that's Steve Irwin. Like, he knows oh. animals. Like, you know, the dude so you knows gotta best. Gotta be honest. I uh, gotta be honest, and I don't want to be mean about it, but that's Stingray. Thank God. Yeah, he probably did a solid for the human race. He probably <laughs> did no, a like, solid. Obviously, you know, to the family, bless you. Hope you're well. Yeah, uh, I, I don't that, mean to, but like, hoof. He, but uh, that's, we he, dodged a serious bullet. That Stingray nipped Irwin. it in the bud. He nipped it in the bud right there. Like, cause, like, he could have like uh, weaponized his uh, his appeal, and he, like you said, if he shows up on my doorstep and says we gotta go save the world, like I'm gonna say, you know what? I don't even need to hear the plan, Steve. I trust you. Let's go. Like you know, yeah. I I would have been in. I would have been in. I would have quit and my job and gone. Damn. Damn. I'm we, so uh, glad he was around for the Capitol. I'm so <laughs> glad he was around for January 6th because that would have oh been nuts. God. He would not have left and no one would be able to take him out of that place. No. Yeah. He would have, like, he would have let him. We would be in the first, what, six months of the new empire of Steve. Like, we would have, re- we would no longer be a democracy. Steve would have known best. Yeah. So, like, now, I don't want to go around talking about people's political leadings when I don't really know. But you, th- but tell me honestly. Doesn't Bernie Sanders kind of look like a stingray? <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. I'm sorry, kinda. he doesn't look like a. St- in kinda? what way? Where do you see? He does he have kinda. wings? Does just he have a Just imagine a stingray lying flat on the ground and just a little yellow, a little bl- a white uh, horseshoe <laughs> on its head, and it would look like Bernie Sanders. Uh, Bernie I mean, Sanders. Wait, it, so like, honestly, if you think about it like that, a hundred percent. Wait, so you're imagining like just his like face is like kind of superimposed onto like a stingray, or you're saying that like he there's like like um... a stingray with a wig. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like like a, like a like a Mars that attacks is... thing where like like the head's actually attached to the body of a stingray, so it's like half head human head on a stingray. But you're saying no, I'm... the stingray no, is fully the person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. We've covered a lot of ground today and I'm really pleased with how, how this, uh, we found out some real truths and some hidden truths. And, um, let's talk about grade. Do you know who knew Bernie Sanders had an army of stingrays ready to go? Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you think, like we said, there was like a, like a, a frog strike team. Like there's like, year. he could that? just be, I was saying like, we had like an army of frog people in place. Like why not have Bernie Sanders, like, you know, commanding like assassinations of like random political figures across the world with stingrays. Like it's the perfect crime. Really. It's the perfect crime. I'm not suggesting that he has an army of stingrays. I'm suggesting I, uh, that Bernie I'm, Sanders. I'm suggesting that for the record. Is a stingray in disguise. <laughs> He's like things, three stingrays in a trench coat all on top of each other. Like <laughs> He's one stingray on top of a buffoon <laughs> that walks around. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that would be funny. I want to see that driver's license of the stingray. <laughs> We're, we got to talk about this. I'm going to write down Sanders stingray. Um, but let's talk grades. Let's talk grades. Um, do you have our grading system up? 
I should probably do that. Like, we, this is what, episode 12 or something at this point? You would think that at some point. Like, you think that you put it up first. I, you think that it has to be something that you have You would up think it would be the, the first screen. thing I do. Like, I don't even have, like, the folder, like, like even, like, here. And, like, so, like, I purposely obviously have to stall time to, like, so it can glow it up. But, like. Um, well, let's talk about what we think uh, in general. I'm. Where are you landing right now in general? If my general kind of rough, like, kind of leanings, I would say he's around the. A to B plus category. I would say A, A minus B plus. I feel like that's the range I'm kind of like getting towards it. Like I can't give him a perfect score. I just can't do it. Don't make me go there. I'm not going to, I'm not budging and I don't have to. I think tops out at A. You could talk me into an A, but I feel like pro like actually maybe A or A minus. I feel like I want to give him A minus just for like the child endangerment and that he probably maybe could have become a super villain if we gave him enough rope there. I, I don't. I'm not, and I'll tell you flat out. I don't think he should be an A. You don't think? I, he should I, be I, an I a. feel like I feel like some because like he was a fan of zoos. He liked zoos. I think a lot of things have maybe been misguided, but there was still information out there about how zoos aren't a good thing. He liked zoos. He liked. Uh, uh, he wasn't necessarily. Uh, he was a conservationist, but he wasn't about sustainability. Right. I don't think he was uh, a big well, because it was early then, but he was definitely not a climate activist. No, I never heard. Um, I didn't say anything about that in like in his realm. Yeah, I definitely, definitely so didn't see that. I, I'm, I'm gonna say, and also, if he was still alive, you know, the, uh, um, uh, he probably would have, he would have. Uh, well, actually, not if he was still alive. He probably uh, encouraged a lot of people to get into zool- zoological stuff. He did. Like, once animals, again, we nice. that's part of our grading system. The external, like like externalities that ever like just derived indirectly from the course of his life. The amount of people who've got into zoology, like and like protecting animals, have been like incalculable, probably from his show. Like I got it, thousands of people. I got to imagine he's like impacted on that kind of level, thousands. Yeah. And so like, and to be clear, because uh, we're talking about a rough range, I want to give you the rundown of people that are in this kind of range that we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, let's talk bees. Who's in the bees? So right now, like, just I'm going top to bottom because we only got a couple of them. Oh yeah. A plus Eleanor Roosevelt. That is intact. She's still staying yeah. on, like, up She's there. our queen. Yep. Uh, all, praise all hail, her. All hail uh, Eleanor. Um, Lucille Ball, A minus. I forgot oh, why yeah. we docked her exactly, uh, but, like, um, do you recall that? Why was she knocked down a peg? What did we say? What was um, her knock? Because I think she, uh, she, uh, uh, she, I think she fibbed about being a communist when she should have just stuck to her guns. Oh, maybe that might have been it. That's There's stuff like there. Um, Alex Trebek was a B plus. Sammy Davis, B minus. Um... I think he's above Alex Trebek, honestly. I think he's a better Alex Trebek. We gave Alex a B plus. We gave Alex a B plus. You think he's better than Alex? I think he's right at Alex, if not... I'd say he's right at Alex. I think if we're giving Alex Trebek... Ah, but Alex, he donated a lot of money. Well, I guess... All right, no, here. Oh, no, no, no. Here's what we're going to do. You, What did we say before? You didn't like the coin flip before. You took the fate out we of the side. We can't do a coin flip for this. Why? This is, we can't and... let it up to chance. We are they, Our listeners are trusting us with superficially grading these dead people uh, and, uh, on their legacy. So I think we have to give them firm answers. And I... I... Is he an is You're, he a you're sold ball? on him not being... You're, you're not sold on a B? You're not sold on him being a B? Because we don't have a B yet. I think he's a good B. Oh, no, no, no. He is a... Floor is a B plus. Floor is a B plus. I'm not... I'm sorry. And I have to go to the floor. I have to go to the floor. B plus. But I, I think... Uh, yes, I don't think he deserves to be Lucy. Lucy is cooler. Lucy's chiller. Lucy like, inspired a whole crop of females to be funny. What are and, Steve's main knocks? That like he was maybe a little tired child endangerment, but the kids weren't actually in a. I'm not even as concerned charged. about the child endangerment as much as about? I am uh, his zoo thing. Uh, he condemned the idea of sustainable use as conservation. Uh, he uh, refused to go vegetarian, which I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I don't know. I think Red. I think I have a good compromise here. No, no, there's no, there's no, B, there's no multiple pluses. B there's plus no plus, pluses. B plus plus. I'd rather give him an A minus minus. 
I'll take that. I will take that no, too. No, no, we can't a, do that. You just we said can't. it. You just said you'd rather no, let's do go it. To B, let's go to B plus plus. We cannot have him be in the A category. <laughs> okay, fine. So you I just said it. So he's much. not in the A's. He's a B plus plus. I'm we writing it go, in red. I'm writing go, it down. We should go to a number <laughs> system. This is great. That's the only way to stop this. This, this makes me so happy. This. You have no idea. <laughs> I hate this so much. Steve Irwin, B plus plus, saving the document. It is, is locked and loaded. This is the worst show we've ever done. I am this really happy about show. how this turned out. I'm really happy about this. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate <laughs> you listening. Uh, follow us at uh, uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Dead. Lot Rad Podcast on, G- on Instagram. Uh, and uh, make sure to like and subscribe and share with your friends. Yeah. Share share this beautiful time. Share a post. Uh, and. And uh, that, this was us talking about Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Uh, my name is Red Jefferson, and I'm here with... Uh, oh, I forgot. It's, uh, Aaron it's, Coyle. It's so awkward if you ask me to do it. It's weird. I don't, it, it's I don't weird. Know. I'm, I'm in and out of the zone sometimes. You, you got a good rhythm. It's okay. It's okay. You stay with okay. it. I have faith. You're good. We're doing so good. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Do we have anything else to say? Is there anything else? Um, no. Say a thing. Say a thing to close out. Say it, You're going to finish it off. Oh, we're supposed to say R.I.P. Oh, that's what we said. That's our like our catchphrase. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do we like? R.I.P. Do we say it at the same time? Do what you said it first? You want to say it at the same time? I thought we were going to treat it like bye. Okay, fine. Bye. But that's so what we're like, saying it at the R. same R. time. That we're so we are saying it at the same time. So we want to say it at the same time. Say it at the same time. Okay, great. R.I.P. Oh, that was way. You took yours way too long. Uh, actually, mine was perfect with what I saw. Bye. Okay, bye. R.I.P. 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 <laughs> oh my god.